long, long, long time ago. In a galaxy far, far away. Deliberation! With the assurances of her innocence by Jock of the Hut, the trio of Bale, Skip, and Grief make their way to Narya Pinkron, an associate of the recently murdered crime lord, Javu. Will this meeting shed light on the responsible parties of the dastardly deed? Or will our heroes find themselves drawn deeper into a web of deception and lies? Welcome back, everybody, to another exciting episode of Flight Risk. We are with Group B in this episode. As always, I am your GM, Dwayne. My great players are here again. We're going to dive right in with our player character introductions and a little question I have for them. I'm going to spin my wheel and see who I'm going to talk to first. Who's going to be my favorite player today? Let's see. Ah, Pete it is. Pete, how are you doing, sir? I'm doing really well. How are you? I'm great. Pete, who are you playing tonight? Tonight, I'm playing the Duros Explorer Scout, Grievondola, uh, a new addition to the group. And our question is for you, not necessarily your character today. Pete, what is your favorite, like, Star Wars memory from a book, movie, TV show? Could it be your first one? Something just, when you think of Star Wars, what pops into your head? I mean, I've been reading, I've been reading the newer books. I've been watching mm-hmm. most of the shows. Of course, I watch the movies. I think it's more like a favorite line, favorite moment. I really, really love the line Yoda says on uh, in Empire, where he says, luminous beings are we. That's pretty epic. Yeah, I remember as a kid watching Empire for like the first time, and it just blew me away because like early '90s, the ground, like the special effects still kind of held up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and yeah, I just I just always remember that line. I think it's such a, like a a good line that kind of encapsulates what the Jedi should have been about. Yeah. All right, and then we also have Kyle. Kyle, how are you doing? Good. And who are you bringing to the table today? Today, I will once again be playing Skip Fortuna, the Twi'lek lounge singer. Nice. And Kyle, what is your top book TV Star Wars memory type thing? So my favorite Star Wars memory was actually not in the theater or reading a book. It was outside the theater. We were lined up to see Star Wars The Phantom Menace and had to uh, line up for tickets overnight to get them for the opening night because back in the day, that's what you did for things you wanted was you would line up for hours at a time and there weren't bots that could be hired to jack the the tickets for from you. Gather around kids and I was, my grandpa Kyle tells the stories of yonder years. <laughs> <laughs> I was uh, I was seventeenth in line and we lined up for over twenty two hours and stayed the night and met a whole bunch of really cool, fun people and had a blast. And that uh that was a, that's my favorite Star Wars memory. Nice, very Back cool. Back in my day, <laughs> get out <of> my yard. <laughs> All right. Last but not least is Joe. How are you, sir? Not too bad. Not too bad. And what nerdy well are you bringing to our game? So I am bringing uh, back Bail Bronda. the ridiculous Bail Bronda. I don't really know how to describe him. He's really just kind of out there. <laughs> He's. I've always wanted to play like this loudmouth typed character so here he is and uh same question to you joe what is your uh 
standout Star Wars memory? Unlike everybody else, where it's either a movie or like a, a you know a, like a movie movement or anything like that, mine was actually the first time I ever played the game Star Wars Rebellion. Oh, cool! There is nothing that matches the feeling of being able to control an empire or the entire rebellion in kind of this uh, semi-turn-based, semi-real-time strategy scenario. So it was the first time that I was ever able to really see kind of like this um, this digitized 3D version of an actual star fight mm-hmm. um, outside of one of the movies. So it was just really, really awesome just building up fleets and bombarding planets and <laughs> – killing lots and lots and lots of TIE fighters or lots and lots and lots of X-Wings, depending on what side I was playing at the time. So yeah, yeah, I, I'd have to say the first time I got my hands on Star Wars Rebellion was, I guess, my most memorable Star Wars moment. Very cool. All right, let us dive back into our... Oh, no, wait. You can't do that. What? You're here at the table, too. Yeah. Oh. What's your favorite What's your favorite <laughs> ha, Star yeah. Wars memory? Wow. And who see, are you playing? See, this is why your guys are my favorite group. The other group that ever asked me about my opinion on these things. <laughs> this is like, you know what? They don't care about me. I mean, I'm not going to take credit for Kyle. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I was actually, when you guys were talking, I was trying to think of what sticks out to me. Right now, when I think of Star Wars is, would be from Rebels, when Ashoka faces down Darth Vader. Right now in my head, that's what I think of Star Wars. That's like, if I had to show someone like a Star Wars moment, that's kind of what sticks in my head when she's there with those white mm-hmm. lightsaber things. She's got that whole fight scene. I mean, I guess you'd have to follow the whole story, but that moment right there was like, that's a great Star Wars moment when you're facing off against your master. The whole thing was just, to me, what Star Wars is all about. So many timelines and like connections, and then these two people end up meeting each other at this very specific point in star wars yeah i agree mm-hmm. with you that's a that's an amazing moment totally yep. and i mean like and it was like a cartoon i mean it's animated cgi <laughs> cartoon it's this beautiful one. i was like you kids i get him i'm turning into grandpa kyle here you kids don't appreciate what you have in front of you right now <laughs> i've said that so many times it's like you kids are getting a cartoon where like frank oz guests as yoda because mm-hmm. he did that in rebels and it's like you don't like at best we got frank welker who would show yeah. up and like pretend to be famous actors, <laughs> like <laughs> freaking Megatron? You know. Yeah, I get you. Yep, I get you. We got He-Man, where there was only three backdrops for an entire <laughs> right? episode. <laughs> we got some low-budget stuff. You get fully encapsulated worlds. Yeah. To hell with you. And all. they brought James Earl Jones back into Rebels too to do Vader, right? So like freaking you kids. kids, you kids. <laughs> I'm sorry. After watching the Sandlot, I I can't. It, it's so hard. <laughs> it, it, it's so it's just like, oh my god, that was Darth Vader. Like, 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 oh, no, he's Mufasa, he's Earl Darth Jones Vader, played. he's everything. Yeah, not he's to... James Earl Jones. He's a, he's a very very talented actor, and I admire him a whole lot. Not to derail this too much, but it's the same thing with Lord of the Rings and Hugo Weaving, because like, yeah, I saw the Matrix before that, and then him showing up as Elrond. It's like, n- no. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're screwing you with us. Can't trust Agent Smith. You're screwing with us. You're not an elf lord. Come on, man. Wow. Yeah, total genre bending right know, there. We're going all like, over the from place. this like sci-fi futuristic thing to like I am the head of the elves. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to stick my hand through you and absorb you. He's, in uh, lord of the Rings way. <laughs> yeah. 
Not a pleasant man. <laughs> <laughs> All right, where we left off, you guys had just uh, outsmarted a street gang. Skip convinced them that you guys were agents of the Twin Sons looking for recruits and kind of turned the beat down into an audition. Once they started fighting each other, you guys scurried away very bravely. And you guys are making your way over to the Paradise Cantina. You are looking for... Naria Pencron, and she is your uh, contact here. She's going to help you get some more information and maybe some leads on the Twin Sons. As you guys get to the Paradise Cantina, you step into the doors, and the interior of the cantina is dim, smells of smoke and distilled drinks. Though the Paradise is furnished like, say, your average cantina, the energy in the room is drastically different. There is not a lot of boisterous activity. There's not even music really playing other than you'd say like a, a jats box maybe playing some music no live music for the paradise there's a buzz of business in the air the patrons seem to concentrate more on their hushed conversations than their drinks as you stand in the entryway your eyes adjusting from the exterior gloom of the city to the cantina's lighting a male dug those are the ones that walk on their hands if you don't remember in a very crisp brown suit approaches you you have come to see the mistress Pencron. i will take you to her follow me the dug turns on his palms and walks towards a large metal door in the back of the cantina. That was most efficient. <laughs> I don't think we even said a word. Aye, that is... Considering how I'm feeling. <sighs> that seems like it'd be a little too easy. Don't you think? I was expecting to, like, you know, shoot somebody or something. Skip's already following. <laughs> the way I'm feeling with all that food. <laughs> <laughs> I'm okay with easy. <laughs> You pushed your luck. You tried to all you could eat it at a at a friggin' Hutz buffet. It's never a good idea. And <laughs> watch my back after that. This is just too easy. Something's bound to happen. It always happens. It's just when you least expect it. But if we expect it, then it will be at least be prepared for it. Grieve puts a hand on uh, Bale's shoulder as he's kind of like leaning over a little bit. Not sure if he's gonna maybe throw up. <laughs> You keep your eyes out. <laughs> Will do. You guys get to the metal door, and the Doug opens it without a word and steps to the side and ushers you guys into the room. The room you enter is brightly lit with what appears to be carved crystal globes hanging from the ceiling. A large conference table fills this room. This room does not seem to match the rest of the cantina. This looks like you just walked from the cantina into a boardroom. Sitting at the far end of the table is a human woman, about five and a half feet tall, and she is dressed like she's at a business meeting. She's in a perfectly clean black suit with a uh, what appears to be a stiff drink in her hands. She uh, stands up, has a big smile on her face, and says, Ah, at last! I've looked forward to meeting all of you. Your reputations precede you. She gestures towards the open bar that's there, plethora of liquors if you're thirsty, and then she sits down back at her seat. I grab Grieve, and I pull him off, to, like I pull him over to me, and I go, she's wearing a suit. I don't trust suits. I don't ever trust suits. Suits don't mean good things. Look, kid, just calm down. Yeah. I'm nervous. I feel like I'm underdressed. I feel like I'm at a job interview. And and you don't think they can see you're nervous? Well, that that's true, but it's been it's been a while. All right, all right, fine, I'll calm down. But I'm telling you, suits are bad news. They're always bad news. <laughs> so is hot cuisine. 
<laughs> okay, fair enough. <laughs> All right, do you guys sit at the table? Do you make yourself some drinks? What do you guys do? Skip bows floridly and moves to Naria immediately. And he says, I assume that you are Naria Pekron. Pencron, I'm sorry, I've only seen it written down. I am Skip Fortuna, and these are my two erstwhile companions, Grieve and Bale. How you doing? I don't trust you. She looks over at Grieve and goes, You, uh, I don't think I know you. I, I thought you Fortunas had a Mandalorian bodyguard. Did you finally get him killed? I have tried for years and years to put my life on the line for that man, and yet he has prevailed. He is not with me today, it is just myself. <clears throat> what, are, what are we? Yeah, just, right. Well, of- Just chop tauntaun gizzards? What? Um, she said Fortunas, I'm just the one. <laughs> what? I'm glad you said something, because I, <laughs> I didn't know what to say. I, I already introduced you both, I- <laughs> There's no disrespect, it's just Fortunas have been known for quite a while to travel with Mandalorians, and to see a Fortuna without a Mandalorian is a little surprising, that's all. No disrespect. I'm sure you guys are both capable masters of violence. Sure, let's let's go with that. <laughs> <laughs> so when she doesn't compliment you, you get all flustered, and now that she does compliment you, you're... All right, I see who we're working with. <laughs> so. As you all know, the good Java passed away recently. And I won't lie to you, I never liked that slug. He was disgusting, but I would never have just killed him. Killing is too finite. If I'm going to take you down, I am going to... Enjoy it. And have you suffered for years, mentally and physically. So to kill him in a hyperdrive accident is just petty and sad. But we know from my investigations that the twin sons have been trying to make a move on both Javu's organization and my own. I hear they are even actively recruiting in the streets. They do, uh like to gather their sources from any place they can. They don't really have an elaborate screening process, so I think they go with more <laughs> quantity over quality with their recruits. So seeing them picking people off the streets would not necessarily surprise I would like to roll perception sure. to see if she is lying, because Bale doesn't trust suits. Sure. Okay. <laughs> what is the difficulty? Trying to, like, suss her out, figure out if she's lying. Yeah. Yeah, discipline would be like her maintaining her facial expression or something. Yeah. At least that's my opinion. I'm not the GM. Her discipline is three, so that'd be three. All right. And two failures and advantage. As far as you can tell, uh, she was telling the truth. She doesn't clearly like the hut, but you do believe that if she was to take him out, she would have done a way more elaborate, painful thing than just having an accident happen. So what would be my advantage on that. Maybe something about what she said maybe links to something in the future? Yeah, we can put that kind of in our pocket and see. You can maybe apply that to a, on a future thing. Her preference for torture or... Definitely. We can, we'll definitely leave it there and come have it come back to it. <laughs> exactly. Uh, <and laughs> <laughs> he doesn't trust suits. <laughs> Grieve is just kind of like scratching his head 
Is a uh, sure. I get it. It's uh, probably pretty risky to off your boss if just one little detail gets left behind. Exactly. Most, most people just wouldn't try and try it out. I get it. It's yeah. too easy to get caught. Still, though, strange. You know, it's his own personal ship, and yet hyperdrives don't just blow up, do they? Oh, no, not usually. I mean, this is why I have you guys here. His security must have been pretty poor. I think he got a little sloppy in his old age. He started trusting too many people, stopped being as vigilant as he should. He got, like a hut does, he got comfortable, and unfortunately he paid the price. Wanted to be everyone's granddad. He did definitely angle on being everyone's favorite hut. So, if what you're saying is true, <laughs> and you didn't kill him, if you didn't kill him, then who did you think killed him? All of my research, all of the things we, me and Javu were working against were the twin sons. They had been trying to push against us, and while I don't have a necessarily a problem with piracy, I think it keeps our crew sharp and calls the weak. You know, if they can't handle pirates, I don't really want them working for my organization anyway. So a little piracy now and then keeps the herd strong. I go over to Grieve and I go, see, told you you can't trust Suits. She kills her own people. I don't kill anybody. If they happen to die under the, their own incompetence, then that's just the force willing. I think that I'm going to record a solo song from like System of a Down, the one with the party. And at the end, it's just like, why do they always send the poor? They're going to have the Flight Risk album soon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I forget what that what that song is called, but that's the part that just sticks with me. Like, why do they always send the poor? That That is just the first thing that came to my mind. So we are interested in bringing this band of pirates to its knees. We know that the twin sons are led by an individual who refers to themselves as simply the queen. Beyond her title, we've been unable to procure any concrete data on her identity, location, or her background. It's up to you to bring her to justice, dead or alive, with proof that is indeed the queen that you're delivering to me. Is this, is this something that interests you? I will make it quite worth your while. Okay, so... Say we do find out who this queen figure is, and we do take her down. What's the ante here? What's the offer? I'm willing to pay 15,000 credits. <laughs> That's walking around money. Yeah, it's lunch money. I think you could do better. How about 25? I just ate a lot of food, and even that wasn't 15,000 credits worth. <laughs> I'm going to roll a negotiation. <laughs> Are you any good at negotiation? <laughs> I was going to say. <laughs> Actually, yes. Yes, I am. Okay. Uh, I roll one yellow and two greens. Okay. Cool. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Better you than me, kid. All right. Cool. Just so you know, I roll two yellow and three greens. But okay. Well, no, no. Let's, then, no, let's, then let's just see, uh, let's see what Vale does here. <laughs> just like ignoring Skip completely. He's good. He's not great. Against her, her discipline, that'd be the, the three. We still need to roll. Oh, the Force and Destiny, yeah. Yes, because I I definitely plan on using one for this. <laughs> oh, no. Four light side points so far. I'm going to flip a destiny point sure. for this. I'm going to turn one of my greens into a yellow, 
against her difficulty of three, rolling two successes. Okay. So you said you wanted how much? You said 25? 25. She stops, takes a long swig of her drink. That's fair. 25 it is. <laughs> I knew the Count was sending me his best. Yeah, try. <laughs> we have two options for you right now. We have, say, two leads. Your choice, whatever is your pleasure. We have one man on the inside with the twin sons. He's uh, a brigand for them. And we have had conversations, and he is quite open to bribery and giving us information when we need it. This is how we've learned about the Queen and uh, their enterprises. I think talking to him might get you closer. It might be able to get you as maybe pirates of your own to sneak in and do what I need you to do. Or we have learned that the twin sons have recently come about to have a collection of Cathar slaves that they're looking to unload. And they're looking for buyers, and they're looking for buyers quick. And if anybody knows about buying slaves, the name Fortuna comes up quite often. Skip, I think that's your card there, buddy. You can either try to gain concert. Skip, I think that's your card there, buddy. You can either try to gain concert with them as slavers, or try to... Get aboard as new recruits, as it were. What do you think, Skip? Uh, yeah, I don't care. I have no idea what Fortuna's uh, background is on this. The Fortuna family has, has a history as slave traders. Or at least they used to. Scandalous. Hmm. Look, uh, I'm not exactly the biggest fan of dealing with slavers. They're always looking to sell their product, but um, maybe they turn around and decide maybe you're the next product they're going to sell. I'd rather go talk to the mole. That can be arranged. He is available for a conversation. I had him on standby just in case. He's out in the bar. If you guys give us a moment, I'll, I'll send my associate to go get it. She gestures towards the dug, and he nods his head and walks out through the metal doors. A few moments later, the door reopens, and an individual comes in wearing a head wrap, kind of trying to conceal their identity a little bit, kind of like a, a hooded figure. And they walk in, they stop, they look around. And they go, I could not believe it. I heard it. They told me it was him, but I could not believe it. It's all Jingle Bell. Still alive. I could have sworn you were going to die. And the individual pulls his, his hood back. And, Bale, you recognize a one Trill Rushta. What? Bale, jingle, jingle, jingle. It's good to see you still out here, man. How have you been? What are you doing here? Trying to make some credit, man, like always. Gotta work the hustle. Is that before or after you try to kill your partners? Are you still on about that? How long ago was that, man? You're okay, I'm okay. It all worked out, man. Oh, no. No, no, no. No, no. You don't get to, you don't get to, to betray me like that and then come back acting like we're friends. That It doesn't work that way. You did me wrong, and you will pay for that one day. See, always too intense, Jingle. You just gotta go with the flow. The force will guide you. It's all good, man. And I would appreciate it if you'd stop calling me Chingle. But you loved it. No, I never liked it. 
And I've told you multiple times since before the time that you almost had me killed that I didn't like the name. It's just something that you attach to me for for your own self-amusement, and I'm not happy about that. Uh, nor am I happy talking to you right now. Give me one good reason why I shouldn't just end you. Narya pipes up and goes, Because he works for me. I told you, you can't trust suits. And I, Bale is is visibly pissed off by seeing somebody who has uh, really just screwed up a big portion of his life. Yes, he's walking away before he does something very, very, very stupid. <laughs> Grieve lets out a sigh. Is it like half burp as well? <laughs> no, no, just a sigh. So. And like kind of gives a bit of a shake of his head. He's like, well, uh, now that you stepped out for a bit, I guess we can let uh, calmer heads prevail here. Well, Jingle was always a little too emotional, and he'll calm down. He'll go get a drink, get into a fight, knock somebody out. He'll, he'll be fine. That's what he always does. So, Narya tells me you guys are trying to uh, take down the queen. That's a bold move, if I say so. I wish his name was Cotton, then we could say. It's a bold move, Cotton. <laughs> it's a bold move, Cotton. <laughs> That's what was in my head, too. <laughs> you ever hunt a Gundark, son? No. Why would, why would you do that? That's a bold move. But when they don't know... When you're coming, it's not bold, it's smart. And that's why we're talking to you. I look right at Narya and I say, Unlike me, you always know when I'm coming. And I wink seductively. (laughs) And that's exactly why they won't see me when I do come after them. (laughs) Well, I'm open if you're interested, Grieve. (laughs) Skip. Skip. (laughs) Dang it. (laughs) Trying to be serious here, damn it. Just tell us what you know. <laughs> the twin sons are trying to make a play. They're they're getting tired of just scavenging off the consortium and all of them and their shipments. They're trying to actually become legitimate force of crime in this sector of space. They were hoping to take down Javu and really Nari's gonna be next on their list. They're trying to corner this area and it, you know what? I don't really care honestly who wins these things. I just don't want to be on the losing side. And from my experience with Nari here, she tends to win. By hook or by crook, she wins. So I'm I'm betting on her. If she says it's time for the queen to go down, I'm a, I'm on board. We can make something work. I can get you guys on our uh, station where uh, she mostly stays. And, I mean, once I get you there, I'm backing the heck up because if this goes south, I'm not dying for you. Yeah, we get that. We get that. Kind of a big play for small players, huh? Going after one of the top people in the organization. Yeah, it's... The Queen wants to be known for more than just scavenging. She wants the Twin Sons to be the most powerful crime organization, like I said, in this sector. And the only way to do that is by eliminating the competition. And went after Javu. She claims more of his space while Jocko was taken over. And she's going to, inch by inch, try to take over the space. And if you guys don't stop her, she... Who knows? She might do it, but... It's interesting times. It's it's good times for someone like me. So you're saying she's the fan of bold moves, huh? She likes to roll the dice, and I would say the her dice are usually weighted. She she makes crazy choices that do seem to work out for her. Grieve looks over to Skip. Why bother with the infiltration? Why not just set out a dinner plate for her, 
She's just going to come along and we ambush her there. If they're small players, shouldn't they have a fleet of ships or something? Shouldn't we be able to just lure them into a spot somewhere where they don't have the advantage and then just blow them out of the sky? That seems like tactics. (laughs) Not my strongest suit. Well, maybe when they're on their ships, that's where they're at their strongest, but we should bait her. Maybe not in out there, but somehow we should bait her. I'm going to tell you right out. The queen, she's not going to leave her, her little nest unless you are talking the largest of bait. She is safe where she is, and she's going to run things. She's not. She doesn't go out on these scavenging runs. So unless you plan it on having every member of the consortium on a ship at the same time, I don't see her coming out. The only way to get to her is to go to her. You can keep throwing out little pieces of bait, but she's going to send her little minnows out. She's never going to come out for that. She's not going to risk it all. So if we want her, the ship comes with her. Essentially, yeah. Hmm. All right. How does she know when to send her minnows out? She got people at the starports or something? Or Yeah, she's got a couple uh slicers that keep notice on the starports on what's going in and out. And, you know, if something's worthwhile, she'll send somebody out for it. She has some uh, people slicing. She's got paying people off. She's got... A little web going on. So what's the idea here? If you sneak us into her station, where do we even go from there? Well, fortuitously, the queen likes to celebrate a little bit. She enjoys being queen, and she has been planning a pretty big party. We've gotten a few big scores, and she's feeling that it's time to reward the crew. You know, happy crew works hard for you. So there's going to be a lot of action for a little while. Performers, there's going to be food, there's going to be, you know, a night of it, where I think three individuals like yourselves could make their way onto the ship pretty easily and maybe find a way to uh, either end her or take her off the ship yourselves. I don't know. I mean, killing her would probably be easier, but I'm pretty sure that uh, Narya and the uh, Count, and I know Jaka would pay heavily to finish her themselves. If you're about to pay that like me, I would say getting off alive is definitely probably adding a zero to your paycheck, but you know, killing her could probably be just done as easily. And you don't feel that there is a way to bring her into the fold of the Count and Jaka's and Narya's dealings? You know, I'm not in her inner circle, so I don't know if she'd be even open to that idea. She has been dead set on just eliminating the competition. She's not about joining forces with people. It just seems like she wants to be the person. Now, I mean, if you go there and you try to sweet talk her or something, I mean, anything's possible in this crazy universe we live in. I mean, there's an alien right over there that walks on his hands. That's, you know, that boggles my mind. So, anything is possible. No no offense, Moth. You know I love you, man. It's just, it's just weird. And it's okay. So, I wouldn't. But then again, you seem to be a uh, pretty charming individual. Seem confident, at least. That could at least get you in, at least a, a, a try. Well, it seems like we have much to discuss. When does this um, meeting happen with the Queen? Well, she just sent out for to call back some of the crews. They should probably be back in... Checks his little data pad. Probably about 48, maybe 72 standard hours. So if we want to get on the ship before... Everybody else gets back while they're in a little depleted situation. We want to strike while the iron's hot, because the longer we wait, the more of our supporters are going to be back, and that's going to probably make your job a little more difficult. And what's it going to take to have you stop calling Bale Jingle? He 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 acts like he doesn't like Jingle, but... You know, Jingle Bells. We play with the kids, play with the life day. You know, Jingle Bells. He has Jingle told Bells. you 
in no uncertain terms, that it bothers him, and yet you persist. I'm just saying, uh, Skip's right, and, uh, keep doing that, and you might get shot. Now, now, let's not threaten the man. He seems like a good, upstanding individual who would not bully someone with- Look, I'm not saying I'd do the shooting. Ah, yes, of course. Bale is definitely going to do that. Fine, if it's that big of a deal to to Bale, I will call him Bale- to his face. Excellent. And what is this that you screwed him over? Are we going to be able to rectify this? No. He's going to tell you that we were working as bounty hunters together, and I kind of, like, double-crossed him and left him to die, which, to an untrained eye, it might appear to be that way. (laughs) But you know Bale. He's quite the capable mercenary bounty hunter guy. And a lesser man Probably would have died, but I knew that Bale was fine, so I felt okay going back on the contract, taking more money, and letting that guy go away. So Bale got a price put on his head for a while, and he had to run and leave everyone he knew and loved behind. (laughs) He wasn't really that close to his family. I mean, really. So, that was years ago. He's got to be over by now. I don't even talk to my mom myself. I don't see how it's a loss. Trill, you seem to be a gentleman who makes a great number of assumptions about the people around you. I would like you to take a moment and think about the things that you have done to Bale and what sort of apology will be necessary, or I don't feel we will be able to work with you. Skip Fortuna, underworld counselor. <laughs> I don't, if, if this doesn't work out, I mean, being a couples counselor could definitely be its future. <laughs> I want you to sit on the couch and use your feeling words. Skip ending gang war one ganger at a time. Exactly. One tearful hug at a time. Fine. Fine. Now, if I go to talk to Bale, he's probably going to try to shoot me. So you have to guarantee me he is not going to try to shoot. No, I can definitely guarantee that he will not try to shoot you. Of course. You call him by his real name. I I, I, did. And, uh... I see what you're doing there with the uh, semantics there, Mr. Fortuna. I do not want... What? I don't want to get shot in any situation, so if you want to go- Oh, no, 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 I'm sorry, you misunderstand. (laughs) I was agreeing with you. I am not the deceptive type. (laughs) Fine. You go get bail. We'll have it out right now. We'll bury the hatchet, and we can move forward. This is wonderful! Let's go find bail. We get this job done, he'll probably be happy about it, too. True. All right, so, bail, what have you been doing in the last uh, few minutes? You just sitting at the bar? Are you sharpening a knife? Oh, yeah. (laughs) I uh, I definitely went to the closest bar, and the scene enters, uh, it, it, like, like, the camera goes through the front door of the bar, and you see Bale picking up, like, a bench and bashing it over somebody's head in this in this giant, like, barroom brawl, <laughs> while he's, like, taking, like, bottles off of the counter and just downing them, and then he just, like, screams in triumph, just like, ah! <laughs> because and just, then they just cuts right back to us and we're like, well, we do have 72 hours. Tomorrow it is. <laughs> I can just see Skip picking his head in the door and going, maybe tomorrow will be better. <laughs> <laughs> Well-adjusted individuals. Oh, man. Skip and Grieve, you see Bale kind of sitting there on the ground, broken uh, bar stools and various other accoutrement laying on the ground, people rubbing their heads, moaning. And... Yeah, there is your uh, your third. Are you drunk or just angry? Both. <laughs> a a yeah. great combination, drunk and angry. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right, so how are you guys going to get him to uh, try to come back? The only, only reason 
I wish we had blasters in this time period. It's just so I could just turn to the stun setting and just <laughs> zap, just <laughs> gut shot right to the. Well, I mean, in theory, there are there, there would be tasers in this world, so <laughs> I don't have any. I would not say it's beyond a you know light side flip to say that you just happen to have one and you wanted to tase him. That's not impossible. <laughs> just like pistol whip him. <laughs> <laughs> don't tase you me, Bronda. Don't <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's amazing. Now he's a meme. <laughs> Bale is sitting on the ground. There's uh, a person that's kind of like face down in front of him, like like kind of off to his side. He's got his back to like a booth and he grabs the, the person, kind of lifts his head up. He's obviously knocked out and he goes... I wanted to kill, man. I wanted to kill so bad. I... Why? Why now? Of all times... You... Open your eyes. Open your eyes and listen to me, okay? I wanted to kill him. And he kind of looks over and sees uh, Skip and Grieve kind of standing there. And he's like, what are you looking at? Grieve walks over to the bar, throws some credits on the... On the bar and motions to the bartender and says, uh, three Corellian ales in a clean glass, if you don't mind. The bartender is a, an ox, which is a kind of a tall lizard man. Got brown scaly skin and he has, you know, the lizard plume thing on top of his head. And nice. the ox, their plumes are kind of like mood rings. So you can't tell his emotions by looking at that. And it is definitely a very, uh, it's a red, very angry color right now. He stands up from behind the, the bar, brushes off the glass, and goes, Are you seriously ordering a drink right now? Your friend just ruined my bar. I'm going to have him arrested. Not much of a sabak player, are you? What? How is him walking I'm, like, in here? pointing to the, my head in relation to his head. <laughs> the emotion. The, yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm making a bad joke. Ha, uh, ha, ha. Like, I haven't heard that one since I was four. Okay. Your friend walks in here, grabs a bar stool, doesn't even order a drink, and cracks it over my friend's head. Then it was just crazy. Punches being thrown. Half my bottles are shot up now. What in the world's going on here? You're either paying me or this guy's going to jail. <clears throat> well, listen, this man was left for dead. Now, he can't control himself. That's on him. I get that. You're absolutely right. That's on him. I just want to get us a drink, and we can drag him out of this place to prevent any more of this. And he kind of just gestures at the rest of the bar. All of this is going to cost some money to fix. So you handing over the credits, or? I feel like now's a point where we have to make a decision. Do we cheese it, <laughs> or do we take on obligation? Is this Narius bar? Is this still no. connected to her? Joe, you said you left the, the bar, right? You went to a different one? Yeah, I, I left the uh, cantina that they were at. This is a completely different one. Oh, then how did we find him? I assumed he went to the bar, like, next door or across the way, so when you stepped outside... We found him through the magic of the George Lucas star swipe. <laughs> exactly. That makes perfect sense. <laughs> so, I mean, it is close to Nars. I mean, I guess in theory, you could try to trade on her name and see if she'll... You know, kind of convince him that this is a Naria no, thing. No, and I wouldn't do that if this wasn't her club, yeah. You guys have an option. You pull him out and run. You can try to convince him. I didn't make the mess. It's not my credits. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, I guess, like, I'm uh, taking liberties here. All right. Look, you see the state of that guy. And you see the state of us. There's no money here to be able to pay for this. But this man 
is doing a job for an important name around here, and he's going to get paid for it. That money is going to help you fix all this. The only question here is, do you really want to know what this important name is, or would you rather stay out of it and wait for your money? This bartender, he's been around a while, and he goes, you see the color change from the red to more of a a blue, a dark blue indigo color. He sighs and goes, I know it's better. The less questions I ask about stuff, the less I get involved. But I need to get paid for this. How do I know you guys are coming back? And that is a fair question to ask. Because right now, this man doesn't exactly look very responsible, does he? What ship are you boys flying out of? Do we have anything other than like a rusty old shuttle? <laughs> Bale like, st- st- sticks his head up and goes, The Quasar Hawk! You heard him. (laughs) (laughs) All right. You've got an ID for that. I'm going to send, cut my boys down to literally sit on your shuttle. And you are not leaving this planet till I get my money. So get your friend, get the heck out of my bar. And if you guys try to cross me, it will be the last thing you all do. Well, that sounds like a deal to me. Get out of here. Take a few steps backwards and then lay my hand on the collar of uh, Bale's shirt. And then just go in one direction and drag it along with me (laughs) as I head for the door. So you guys are now outside this other bar. You can see the Paradise across the way. And you're trying to to drag Bale back over to uh, Soberly. You're going to try to get him some coffee, go to a space Starbucks or a space bucks, whatever they're called here, and uh, try to sober him up. What are you guys going to try to do? I'm just going to berate him. (laughs) (laughs) Well done. You convinced her to pay us a whole lot more money. And what do you do before we even get paid? Well, if it means anything to you. I didn't give him the real name of the ship. We're off the hook. (laughs) (laughs) I swear to the force, (laughs) if this comes back to bite us in the ass. Skip would have known the name of the ship, right? You would have known. Yeah, you would know that was the Starhawk is the name of the ship. Can I use the blend of the new name and the old name the ship used to have before he got it? (laughs) <laughs> I want to flip a light side to a dark side point sure. to actually have it so that uh, Bale said the Starhawk. And <laughs> so we're still actually on the hook for it. Shit. That's fine. Yeah, we'll say, yeah, the, the guys from the bar. Go- if that's okay. Yeah, totally. Yeah, the guys. Should, okay. The- he says Quasar Hawk. You spend the light side and then they look up the registry like, Quasar, that's like a star, right? <laughs> the Starhawk. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, we have a little we have a little a little cut scene of the guys, yeah. the muscle from the bar. They go there. they go over to the dock and they go, "What did what wait, what did the boss say? He said Quasar. No, he didn't say Quasar. Did he say like Starhawk or something? Yeah, hold on. Is there a Starhawk? Yep, there it is, right there. Perfect, there perfect, perfect. Uh, I wouldn't expect him to lie about it. Yeah, wow, he was honest, man. Who would have uh, thought? Honor amongst thieves, I guess. <laughs> Who would expect honesty in this situation? Two very large individuals would be hanging out on the Starhawk. If he didn't bust up our bar, he's kind of a stand-up guy, actually. (laughs) (laughs) I wonder what he's like when he's sober. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so you guys are bringing Bale back to the Paradise, where the Doug is still standing by the door. I think I wanted to sober him up, and we had 72 hours before it was going to happen. So could we just head back to the, the Quasar Hawk? And rest up and or hit up an inn and then come back the next day refreshed and maybe digested a little bit. Sure. Yeah, I mean, it'd probably settle the stomach of grieve and sober up him. <laughs> sure. Yeah, you guys find uh, 
one of the uh, multitude. I mean, you guys can go back and sleep on the Starhawk if you want, or you can just crash at one of the many uh, Motel 6 type things that are probably be about in a city like this. Yeah, whichever's most convenient. Yeah, well, so yeah, there's definitely a little moteller in that doesn't cost you guys too much money. You guys go to crash. You guys get a nice room with uh, two uh, full beds and a nice couch. In the morning, there's a uh, continental breakfast. They got eggs, cinnamon rolls, some cereal, good stuff, some coffee. Not good coffee, but it's a lot of it, so that should help sober up uh, Bale. Quantity is a quality of its own. Is that a grieve line? Quantity is quality of its own. <laughs> I'm actually pretty sure that was a French general from World War One, but it could be it could be a grieve line. Yeah, it seems like a grieve line since he's so used to like Spartan amounts of things. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm writing this down. <laughs> uh, that was good. Uh, sweet. Or maybe it's a German general. I don't know. All right, so you guys are finishing up your continental breakfast. There's toast to settle grief's upset stomach. Bale's got a little bit of a a hangover, but he's a little more put together. Grieve, your stomach has definitely settled. I don't know how your stomach and your how many trips to the bathroom you had last night, but you definitely feel better this morning. <laughs> and you guys are going to make your way back to the, the paradise to finalize your plans with uh, taking down this uh, pirate queen. So I want to get Bale in a, a good mood in the morning, like, you know, rub his shoulders and say nice things to him while he's eating breakfast and be like, so I want to just set your expectations, Bale, in regards to our meeting with Naria and her people today. What did you guys discuss while I was out of the room? We had a long and frank discussion with your old associate and have learned many of the things that he did to you, and why it was such a a horrible feeling of emotional release for you that day. Oh, yeah. He probably told you some uh, story about uh, how, oh yeah, I knew he could handle himself, and, you know, it's Bale Bronda. You always come out okay, and always come out on top. No, he botched a job that could have been a big score. And he, and he agrees it. with you. He botched it big time. And while he does feel that you are a man of capable means and stalwart skill, he recognizes his own malfeasance in this. And we have elicited two promises from him today. When he meets with you, he is promised to no longer call you that name again and to refer to you properly by the name you desire, and secondly, that he has done wrong by you. He shot me, Skip. He shot yes. me in a place In the heart. <laughs> in your two With, with his trust. <laughs> with his trust gun, right in your heart feelings. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, um, you might not like the guy, but speaking of big payout, you kind of got a bar you're going to have to fix. I know you might not like the guy, but uh, you're going to have to pay this thing up. Skip starts rubbing your temples and, like, you know, getting that jawline. <laughs> you know, like, it's, it'll be okay, Bale. Uh, how much damage did I do last night? They didn't really say. I'm pretty sure you balanced the extra we got from, <laughs> from Naria. That's mm. all right, deep, deep shoulder stuff now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that feels so good, Skip. <laughs> Yeah, just just a little bit off to the right. Just ah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the spot. <laughs> I don't know what's going on here. Grieve is not comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> finish your eggs, Bale. <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll finish my eggs. 
And he like he he he's got this big smile on his face and he's just eating like spoonfuls of uh, scrambled eggs <laughs> from whatever animal makes eggs on this planet, I guess. Eggs are eggs wherever you go, I guess. Yeah. Greaves a little quiet at this I'm guessing this table. This this breakfast table. Mm. And he kind of speaks up and he says, uh <clears throat> Look, I uh, I know we kind of got thrown into this together. The Count and all that. And you ever killed someone before? Are you asking me that question? I'm talking a full-on assassination. I don't... I don't know. Have you? Probably more people than I can count on my finger. Sure. Sure. Fine. All we've got right now is a way in. But we don't have any kind of plan. We don't know who she is, what she's capable of, what her security's like... We're walking in blind. In three days' time, we have ample time to find out as many of these answers as we can. But it's a matter of finding out who's willing to talk. I'm sure I can't go back to that bar that I was at last night asking questions. (laughs) Well, most of them are in the hospital, so they won't ID you. Yeah, they wouldn't want to admit that a a Mandalorian just beat him up. (laughs) Do you think she's ever tried to hit on the Queen? She doesn't seem the flirting type. (laughs) (laughs) No, I mean, like, do you think she's ever tried to offer? Oh, probably countless times. Wouldn't she know? Yes, yes, we should definitely speak with Narya more about this. If I was running some kind of gang, some big to-do, I'd probably want to know everything about this person before I had them taken care of. I agree. Like what they eat for breakfast. He starts staring at Bale's eggs. <laughs> what? Don't stare at me while I'm eating. That's weird. <laughs> I know. I eat a lot. So sue me. I, I think the bar is already planning that. <laughs> <laughs> well, the shoulders well, even more. I, I shouldn't have said that. Uh, <laughs> we're trying to stay positive. We're trying to stay positive. Yeah. Rotator cuff action going. <laughs> oh, okay. Fine. <laughs> Don't sue me. I'm already getting sued. You're probably not going to get much out of me anyways. <laughs> so let's go talk to uh, this... Uh, is her name Na- Narnia? Narnia. <laughs> Narnia without the second N. <laughs> All right, cool. Yeah, let's go talk to this uh, this Narnia again. Hopefully uh, Trill won't be there. Uh, well, no, he's going to be there so that he may apologize. <sighs> all right. He's also our lead to getting onto the ship. Okay, all right, fine. I'll uh, keep my cool this time. I promise I won't trash anything. At least not immediately. But I'm going to tell you right now, if the opportunity ever comes up, I can't promise being... At least not today. Today's he's fine. The next three days he's okay. But any time along this mission, an accident might happen. And, well, you know, things could get a little out of hand. Just saying. Just putting it out there just so that you have fair warning. But let's keep this between friends. Perfect. I'm very sure that he does not really care to uh, keep you alive either. Very good. So the feeling is mutual. You guys, uh... Coming to the paradise. It's a little bit different in the, the daylight hours. There's sparse people. You know, this is more of an evening space. So there's some uh, droids cleaning the floors. A, a couple of day drinkers hanging out at the bar. And uh, the Doug is uh, standing there near the front door wearing a nice crisp blue pinstripe suit today. Muff, you're looking good. Thank you. Mistress will be down shortly. Shall I take you to the back room? Yes, indeed. So he 
turns on his palms again, walks over. <laughs> turns on his palms. And walks over to the door, slides it open, and inside is the same large conference room. The lighting's a little bit softer, and uh, Trill is sitting there looking at his data pad, probably reading the latest sports scores, the pod racing scores, or whatever they want to call it in this world. I don't play a lot of sports. Or- just like in Mass Effect, we we haven't passed enough along in this plot line yet, and he's still, he's still going to be in the exactly. same place. Wearing the same. He's been walking back and forth hitting the wall. <laughs> Oh, I love that game. You, you still have like three more, you know, conversation lines you got to get through with them before you can exit. <laughs> <laughs> when do we get the renegade option to cold cock them? We're asking all the wrong questions. <laughs> Why do we go through the same line of dialogue? Exactly. You got to hit triangle instead of X on that second question. Or not, it's going to be a loop. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Trill is there. He's dressed in more regular casual clothing. The hood is gone. And he sees you guys walk in. He nods and goes, uh. Bill? Trill? I didn't know that you could read. Huh, well. I, I elbow Bill. Alright, what you reading there? Just checking out the pod racing, you know. Something to make a little side action. You know me, I like throwing my money around. Yeah, yeah, I do know that. So your friends here have told me that what I thought was water under the bridge is, I guess, whatever the opposite of that would be. Water over your bridge? I don't know. And You flooded the bridge, Trill. You flooded it. The river's blown out. And you're still, I guess you're still upset about, you know, our last businesses together. And, Bale, how many jobs have we run before? Probably more than I can count. And how many times were we successful? How many times did you save me? How many times did I save you? Fair enough. Fair enough. I could see that. Look, I'd be willing to uh, let the flooded bridge get unflooded for the sake of... Of this mission. And maybe we could talk about this after the objective is over. All I'm asking for. We get through this and first drink's on me. You know what? How about first bar is on you? Okay, that's a weird saying. I don't know where you picked that up, but (laughs) we could try to go find a bar together, I guess. Go into Mm -hmm. business. Do you want to open a bar together? I mean, I've been looking for a way to spend some of my money, and real estate is pretty cheap right now, and I think you and I combined could probably make a pretty good bar, you know, management You know what? I know just the place. (laughs) I mean, it could use a lot of work at this point, but you know what? Yeah, I could definitely see that. Skip has a tear in his <laughs> eye, and he rushes over, and he's like, I knew we could make it work, and he hugs them both of them together so that they end up smushed together, and it's just this big trio hug of Skip being all excited and two awkward bounty hunters. Next time on a very special episode of Skip Fortuna, Underworld Counselor. <laughs> Dr. Skip. Dr. Skip. Yeah, exactly. Dr. Skip. <laughs> I need to see him with a coat with the little patches on his knees, with a pipe trying to solve people's problems. <laughs> so we want to get out the queen. And right now, like I, like I told you guys last night, the sooner the better. She's got a lot of her people out doing some runs. They're on their way back. We're going to be overloaded with pirates the longer we wait. Now, I know she is kind of holed up in... The Black Wind Crater. It's uh about 250 kilometers northeast of here. It's uh kind of like a, a marshland. Not a lot of people go out there. A lot of jungle animals. But, you know, we fly in. That's not too bad. But if we try to go in on foot, that could be a thing. Now, the, she does have 
a lot of exterior security. And I don't know if you guys want to just try going straight. You talk to the slicer, he might be able to get us something to get us past some of that security to make it a little easier. But if you guys think you're more than capable of doing it just through you, I can get you pretty close to the crater and then you do your, you know, your magic. Um, can you tell us a bit more about the queen? What do you know about her? She is an alpha. You know, she is definitely in charge. She does not take guff from anybody. I have seen her run some people through with that sword of hers, that vibro sword, pretty darn quick for little offenses. I don't know. Have you ever seen like a hut, how trigger happy they are? She's definitely in that same vein. She will just, at a drop of hat, you look at her wrong, she'll cut you down quite literally. Right, we get it. She doesn't play. She's human. She's humanoid. I mean, she wears a mask, so I don't think anybody I know has seen her actual face. So she she keeps likes to keep, I guess, that on a secret so people can't find I mean, who knows? She could be anybody. She wears that mask. She can come and go as she pleases when she takes it off. And she could be a waitress at a bar we just went to. We have no idea. How fluid is the upward mobility in this uh, gang of hers? People trying to backstab each other for a, a promotion? Does she have anyone that might be coming after her? I can't imagine she'd have a low turnover rate. Like you guys know, they take on people. When they take your ship down, you get offered a job or you walk in space. So the turnover, they do replenish quite a bit. But she probably has several key lieutenants that... Yeah, yeah. higher-ups. Yeah, no, she, she does have a handful that kind of run the show for her, but you want to take one of them down, or what, what's your angle? We, we wish to know a bit more about them. If we pose as pirates, it might be a good idea to know what her lieutenants are. We're talking about bait last night. I didn't, I didn't quite understand that. I've been thinking we were trying to bait her. What if we dressed her up as bait for one of her lieutenants, get them to off each other? What does her mask look like? Because we could just get, like, 40 people to come out with masks that look like hers. <laughs> Just pay a bunch of people to go out to the marshlands for a rave and have uh, a bunch of people in these masks. Say, what are those DJs that wear the head, the helmets? You know what it kind of reminds me of? Mm. The Rocketeer's helmet. There you go. We can use that as a point of. I'll, I'll dig with that one. Imagine, yeah, a chrome version of the Rocketeer's helmet. So it covers the head completely. I guess you could say from the shape of the helmet, you would know it's probably not a twilight underneath there because they have a large head appendage and all that kind of desk. But yeah, chrome helmets, eye slits, mouth slits, nothing to really give it away what species that she is. So in theory, yes, if you were able to mass produce some knockoff queen helmets, you could flood the pirate base with raving queens, I guess. She's probably pretty angry about that. I would rather not get 40 people killed and that's sort of a gamble. But I'm wondering if her mask is unique in some way. Uh, the way that he describes it, is it like unique, like it's made specifically or tailored specifically for somebody? Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's not like she went and like modded out a, a regular helmet. This is a one of a kind type item. That she had made for herself. Good. So if it's a one-of-a-kind item, then there must be one person who made the mask. Maybe we could uh, identify this person, the queen, by maybe talking to the person who made the mask. And I look over to... Is it Narnia? Uh, Narnia? Naria. Naria? Oh my god, I keep saying Narnia. I'm so sorry. Uh, well, she's not there yet. <laughs> you haven't pissed her off yet. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And we'll say at some point, yeah, while you guys are discussing this, that Narya does 
come down. She's in a, some business casual since it's the morning. Sees you guys talking. I see you boys have uh, made up, which is good. No way. Naria, I've got a question for you. Do you know any craftspeople who uh, make masks or are good with smithing metal at all? Uh, if I was to buy something for myself, I would probably go to Seth Brin. He's pretty talented, so... He's a, hmm. a barbell? He's been on this planet for a while. He's he's fairly handy. I mean, if you want top-of-the-line stuff, I mean, Seth is probably the guy I would go with. Why? Are you guys going to armor up or something? No. I'd like to unmask this queen before we walk into this. It's a pretty unique idea. I didn't even consider that. So... Yeah, I mean, you can, yeah, you can go down and see Seth. He might be able to help you out. Very good. Sounds like she's wearing a custom job or something like that with that mask. She pulls out her data pad, pushes some buttons, and uh, emails you Seth's location. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of early. He may not be open yet, but he'd be the man to talk to you about that kind of stuff. I mean, if he didn't make it, he's gonna, he might know who did. There's not a lot of uh, craftsmen like him on this world, so at least in this area. So that's a good idea. One other question. I know this might be... Uh... Well, a little forward. You ever plan on having uh, the queen killed? Did some research? Kind of did some intel gathering, maybe? Before you were trying to do the job? Anything you would have known? Or anything you learned? Well, honestly, up to the last like week or two, the pirates have kind of stayed in their lane. Done what they've done, and we've kind of, you know, acceptable losses. That's how businesses work. But once we found out about Javu and their their connection with it, we've been uh, collecting some data on them. Like you guys heard, the queen doesn't leave that base of hers for almost nothing. And a full-out war with a bunch of bloodthirsty pirates is not good business for me. But yeah, we got some information on their base, and at least their numbers. At least as much as we can tell. She have, like, a personal guard or something? Well... At least the three that we know most about. There's these three twins that she has uh, running with them. Did you say three twins or triplets? Three triplets. I said, I said three twins, didn't I? <laughs> triplets. Did. Three twins would be six people. Jeez. I've been teaching English for too long. My math skills are going away. They all know a different style of karate. <laughs> the drunken master, the swordsman. No. <laughs> so she has uh, some uh, triplets that she likes to run with that seem to always at least be her enforcers when she wants to send out a personal message those three are definitely the ones that she sends out do you have a file on them that we could get so which one of you guys would have the data pad i just assume that would skip have the data pad i feel like that would be a correct assumption really oh skips like i may have left that on <laughs> <laughs> not sure if grief would be carrying it i do have one okay cool so she sends you over the file. They are three of the Iakaru. They are basically uh, similar features, hairy face, large eyebrows, very large, say, uh, Trandoshan sized. Okay. <laughs> and uh, their names are Aishun, Rekri, and Parkson. And uh, yeah, those three are her main enforcers. Those are the ones that. So it's Park and Recreation? <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Their names are Aishan, Recre, and Parkson. I don't know what you're talking about. See, I write things down. I take notes. I know. I do. And I was like, <laughs> we live in a society. Parkson's the one that always gets made fun of because he's the one that has the uh, the normal name. <laughs> 
I did that specifically because I know you write things down, Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, yes, those are her three uh, enforcers, the Ikaru pirate enforcers. Well, it seems to me that it shouldn't be too hard to find her if there's triplets running around with her all the time. I can't imagine that she stays out of their sight for too long. So we've got a couple different leads we could follow, which is very, very productive. Very good. So, Skip, what lead would you want to follow first? Well, I mean, we know that she is in the Blackwind Crater, and we know that she's supported by these three individuals and wearing a helmet. I I think that if we go and ask this metalsmith, he might know who bought a helmet or who made a helmet, but the likelihood of it being built on this system <laughs> is rather light, I would think. Oh, and and by the way, what do you think of Bronda and Rushta's restaurant and bar? Or, or would you prefer Bronda and Rushta's bar and restaurant? I kind of liked the B&R's R&B. <laughs> what are you, spitballing? <laughs> uh, Bale just kind of like, glances your way and he goes i kind of like bronda's bar and he kind of lets that sink in for a little bit i mean why not put your name on it if you break it you buy it right (laughs) he doesn't know that yet (laughs) (laughs) goes, all right i see fine you don't have to fine when i franchise it out and you do not have a part of it you cannot come crying to me when you know trill's house of barbecue takes off I'm just throwing that out there. That's what I've been spitting about. Bronda's Barbecue. Oh, I like that too. It's got a ring to it. Bronda's Barbecue. Bronda's Barbecue and Bar. That's a tongue twister. It's the triple B. It's like the Better Business Bureau. I like that. <laughs> uh, Bronda's Better Business Bureau. I like that too. <laughs> the BBBB. <laughs> I digress. I think we're walking towards... <laughs> Yes. The smith guy now. Yeah, so you guys are going to the the smithy? Yeah. All right. So you guys, as you're walking down the road, following the little uh, map quest that Bale has on his computer so he could find the person, you get to Seth Brin's shop, and it says Seth Brin's House of Imports. You enter the import shop, and uh, you're greeted by a soft wind chime sound, a nice cool gust of air. You smell old leathers, old scrolls. It smells definitely like inside of a curio shop. The shop shelves are immaculate, well-organized, stocked with a wide selection of trinkets, knickknacks from all over the galaxy. This is like tchotchke heaven right here. A tall, thin barabelle stands behind the counter working on a, a small little knickknack. He uh, looks up and says, uh, Greetings, my friends. What can Seth do for you this fine day? <laughs> Nothing then. <laughs> Very We're just well. You're staring at <laughs> each just other. Just staring at <laughs> Creepy as hell. <laughs> he kind of nervously uh, looks side to side and, um, gentlemen, are you. Are these the lizard things with the sharp teeth? Yes. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> nightmare fuel. Yeah, it's nightmare fuel. <laughs> we just, we're, the reason we're quiet is we're just like shocked by how fucking scary this guy is. <laughs> and he's so elegant, like yeah. eloquent. He went to school. He had to go to. He had to go to a trade school to learn his craft. Yeah. You know, just just because you look point. violent doesn't mean you have to kill people. Yeah, yeah, but it's all the needle teeth. I mean, yeah, he smiles and he's got a mouthful of needle teeth. <laughs> you know, gentlemen, are you looking for a, a knickknack, a gift? Can I help you with anything? We're trying to track down a custom piece. 
find out some information about it. Well, we were told you're pretty talented at what you do. When you find your calling, you apply yourself fully. And to me, these knickknacks, my metal crafting, this is why I was put out into this world. You know, a lot of people may look at me and say, hey, this guy is nothing but a bloodthirsty nightmare fuel machine. And I'm like, no, there are softer sides to me. And, you know, my real friends get to know me, but I just feel sometimes people just see me as one thing and don't really get to know the real Seth Brin. I want to get to know the real Seth Brin. <laughs> you know what? I, I feel... And, and then I wink, I wink at him. Like. <laughs> as you guys are having this little conversation, a... Uh, droid kind of shuffles from the back it's uh it's just a regular old uh labor droid you know no real skills it's just sweeping and cleaning and doing its part it keeps him coming ah hoochoo hoochoo go dust over in the corner there the air conditioning it just always blows the dust there man can you just get that thanks hoochoo you're the greatest droid just shuffles over and uh continues its clean so what were you guys looking for do you like tea or a coffee or oh. is there a pastry that stirs your heart um, Grieve just kind of looks to the floor. <laughs> just I, I I like a Danish as much as the next person. But are you guys coming here to shop, or are you trying to sell Danishes? I'm I'm confused by this whole interaction we're having. No, I'm just simply desiring to get to know Seth Breen a little better. My friend's very inquisitive. That's fine, but I I, I do run a business and I have things I got to do. So what can uh, Seth do for you? I don't know if. Uh... You know, what one in a million shot that you would have made this. Maybe you didn't. Maybe you know someone who does. Trying to find out more information about this, uh, well, this real nice piece of safety equipment. Okay. Helmet, built-in visor. But, like, it's not clunky. It's not something that a construction worker would wear. You know, this thing's chromed out. Kind of looks ergonomic a little bit. Stylized eye holes, eye ports. Slits where the mouth would be. Just wondering if, you know, you've ever seen someone wear something like that. Like, it looks too flashy to be worn, like, it looks too flashy to be, like, a soldier's helmet. You know? It's a little bit of cut above the rest. Ever make something like that? Know someone who's made something like that? Seth looks at you, and he calmly puts down the little device he was working on. Looks at the three of you, looks left, looks right. Looks over his right shoulder to his back room. And says... In a slightly hushed tone. Baweep grana. And he turns and runs. And at that moment, the droid spins and starts to run at you guys with fists ablazing. Grieve yells out, we've got a runner. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for listening to the Flight Risk Podcast. If you liked what you just heard, please head over to iTunes and leave us a five-star review. Every review helps more find the show. If you want to reach out through social media, find us at Flight Risk Pod. You can choose the light. You can choose the dark. Sometimes you have no choice but to run. Puffer pigs. Oh, no. Not a puffer pig. Puffer pig is pretty sweet. Yeah. They had a whole thing on uh, Here's the Hiding in Way with Puffer Pigs. Oh, that's true. They did. It's funny that we're doing a, a reskin of The Mask of the Pirate Queen, and, mm-hmm. and they're actually yeah. re- releasing their Mask of the Pirate Queen episodes right now. Oh, that's funny. By the time we release ours, I think they're going to be halfway done with theirs. It's kind of like we're uh, Deep Impact and what's the other one that came out at the same time? What was the other movie with the freaking asteroids? 
Armageddon. Armageddon. There we go. We're doing it. Yeah. I like how you knew Deep Impact, which like bombed at the box <laughs> office and <laughs> forgot Armageddon, which had like yes, that was good. everyone in it. Yes. Quality. Well, it was like the it was like the two volcano movies that came out at the same time too. I don't remember those two, but there's two volcano movies out at the same time. You Pierce mean, Pierce Brosnan, Dante's Peak, and Volcano. What are you like a freaking IMDb page? <laughs> no, Pierce Brosnan it's, was. In, yeah, I remember Pierce Brosnan was in one, and then one was like there was an, there was a a volcano on Wilshire Boulevard or some nonsense like that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. in in L in L A. Yeah.